0: This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm for the KFAB Report. Hey, if you guys haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that's sweet that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership whatsoever. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I use it all the time here on the Fair report. It's been a great, helpful tool and a great host for the podcast. And I love the sponsorship every week. If you'd like to use Anchor.fm, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. That is the Anchor app at Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. Or go to anchor.fm on your browser. Now, to the show. What's up, guys? We are back. Back after a three, four-month hiatus. Thank you for everybody who is listening. Um, I want to say it's been a long four months. I had to take a bad mental hiatus. But everything is good now. Uh, I got a new co-host. And he's going to be here helping me with everything. And it's going to be great. So... First off, we're going to be talking about John Cena being locked in for the next three WrestleManias, a unique finish being considered for the Royal Rumble match this Sunday, more on that, and the WWE Network Peacock deal that has pissed off half fans and excited a half of other fans. All that, more, coming up on the podcast. Thanks, me, for that incredible intro. Like I said in the intro, guys, uh, thank you for all the support. Thank you for everybody that kept on listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, It will be a little bit different now. Uh, I won't have Steve on, um, but I will have a new co-host, and his name is DJ Hype Train. Say hi to the people, DJ.
1: What's going on, everybody? I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to see what we can get going on this guys.
0: (laughs) So just a little background information. What's like, what's the years of pro wrestling that you, uh, know, like, what's your knowledge?
1: Oh, I hear you. Uh, well, I'm an early nineties, baby. But, uh, as soon as, uh, John Cena and Randy Orton and them jumped on the scene early two thousands, that's when I was really watching it heavy. Uh, so that's where most of my, uh, if you want to call it background or passion comes from, but, uh, I'm I'm good with the Hulkamaniacs too, so we can go wild.
0: Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. So, you're pretty much ruthless aggression era to like now.
1: Oh, hands down. Okay. Fugonomics is where it's at.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that might make some people angry. That's okay though.
1: It's okay. <laughs> I'm here to stir the pot, my friend.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Speaking and That
1: of... might that might be the bottom line if Stone Cold says so too. <laughs>
0: Perfect. But, speaking of Thugonomics, uh, first news story will be backstage news on John Cena being locked in for the next three WrestleManias, including this one. So, it says here on the on the news article that he is locked in for all three, but he has not been booked that far in advance yet. So, as in... He got me excited
1: just talking about it.
0: <laughs> so, like, Somebody that that talks about regarding the Cena's match for 37, they noted saying, I don't even think John Cena knows that he's booked for 37 yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds about right.
0: Um, There's no word on how many episodes of Raw or SmackDown that he will appear on to build the bout. But he is locked in for all three, which, by the way, very interesting to note that all three were... uh, Announced in advance this year, 37 is going back to Tampa Bay, trying to do that again, and they're actually going to let fans in the stadium, so that's going to be interesting. 38 will be in Dallas, and 39 will be in Los Angeles, which was where it was supposed to be this year.
1: Very interesting.
0: So, that's going to be interesting, and it's also notable to say that Cena has not been seen since losing the Firefly Funhouse match to The Fiend.
1: Well, just remember, you you never can see John Cena, okay?
0: Yeah, but that was probably, and I hate to say <laughs> this, this that was probably the best match to go out on. Honestly. It was
1: no hands down uh, with the Fiend and Bray Wyatt, where they're at such an iconic figure, it was uh, it was worthy of sending them out for a while on that.
0: Yeah, it was just it was a very very interesting finish, and it, it honestly it brought it full circle. It, it really did because it was like, okay, now you now you boosted this guy up, and mm-hmm. you know you know what the best part is that the what happened to him was probably the best win that Bray Wyatt could have possibly gotten.
1: I would agree. I think that's something that I don't know if you want to say it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon's ideas, but you got John Cena's always been the one to, I don't know, help the pop of other people and I don't know that I wouldn't say Bray Wyatt or the Fiend needed that but what a great way to to add to it.
0: I can only say that after 2015. Once once he like won the US title at 31, he yeah, he became like the guy to help elevate new superstars.
1: Yeah, that's fair to say.
0: Before that though. <laughs> no. He buried the Nexus. Yep. He, he fucked with Daniel Bryan He <laughs> um, What else There was a whole bunch of shit Like Edge and Jericho have gone on the record Saying that Cena's decision To do what he did to the Nexus Because he thought it would make them look strong mm-hmm. Was a horrible idea
1: Yeah that whole Nexus or against this thing You know I think John Cena was I don't know if I want to say that he was salty That people were getting attention but Cena Uh, likes the attention.
0: He was extremely pissed off. I can almost tell. Because it's like, okay, so you're going to take a DDT on the concrete, a 450 splash, and a wasteland, and still kick out at two and beat the other two guys in an elimination (laughs) match. (laughs) Right, right. Super Cena with the golden shovel. Great idea. Love it. (laughs) But speaking of horrible finishes, um, a unique finish is being considered for the WWE Royal Rumble men's match. Uh, there is a source indicating that the finish might not go over well with some fans and that the finish scares the death out of me and it legitimately getting heavy consideration.
1: I wonder what you're talking about. Cause I have a theory and we haven't talked prior to this on, on what you're about to speak on. So right. I, I wonder, I wonder where you're going with this.
0: Well, that's all it says. It's like, it doesn't tell me exactly what, the finish is, but it says oh, okay. it, the guy that told him says it's a finish that scares the death out of him, and it's legitimately getting heavy consideration.
1: Hmm. So, I mean, now that you say scare the death out of people, I don't think that my theory would scare anybody, but I think it would tick some people off.
0: I'll go right ahead.
1: My, my, my simple pick is that Daniel Bryan wins the Rumble, okay, because he's always that underdog. That's a simple pick. I think it would be, a, it would be interesting, et cetera, et cetera. But right. my pick that might upset some people is when Roman Reigns defends his title early in the pay-per-view by more than likely demolishing Kevin Owens, he will go on to enter the Rumble, win the Rumble by upsetting whoever the favorite was going to be, and then it goes champion versus champion at WrestleMania because he's the head of the table, so on and so forth, it'll piss a lot of people off.
0: So, I could agree to that, because I believe that there should be a unification between all the belts, except the U.S. and the Intercontinental.
1: Okay, I like where you're going with that.
0: And there have been rumors going around that they really want to see a Drew-Roman Reigns feud because of that stupid little crossover they did, like, the, the Friday before he won back the WWE Championship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and it was him versus Roman Reigns and there was a lot of praise for that match and Vince wants to see that be an actual legit rivalry
1: I'd be happy with that
0: I'm not saying I wouldn't be happy with that I'm saying it. it's either you do it for one title or you put, you put one of them on the other brand to do the rivalry
1: sure sure I guess we'll find out in less than a week.
0: Right. And as of, as of this writing and this recording, there are still 12 open spots for the 30 man Royal rumble. As of right now, it is Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, which if I swear to God, if it's Otis after he won money in the bank, I swear to fucking God, I'm going to be pissed. The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Nakamura, Sami Zayn, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Big E, John Morrison, Elias, Mustafa Ali, and Edge.
1: I found it interesting that they made it public that Edge was going to be in. I mean, we all could predict that he was going to be in again, sure. But to put it out publicly, I, I I was a little surprised by it.
0: Well, they're also doing something stupid on a special episode of... Backstage, WWE Backstage.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if
0: you've ever seen that. It was the one on FS1.
1: Uh, that, I think I've caught one, one or two episodes.
0: Okay. So, pretty much, it. Uh, they're going to tell us who the number 30 entrant is and who the number one and number two entrants of the Women's Royal Rumble is.
1: Hmm.
0: So they're going to okay. tell us number 30 for the men's which I think should stay a surprise because number thirty was always a huge surprise, depending on who it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm okay. I don't know. I'm okay with them telling us who's going to be number one and who's going to be number two.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, we want to know how we're going to start the night off, or right. at least that match. At least that match.
0: Right, and there's heavy rumors going around that Cena could come back for the Rumble for a spot. Um, although that could be what they're. Talking about is that could scare the death out of me that Cena comes back and puts himself in the title picture against Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns, depending on who they want to go with.
1: Hunting that number 17.
0: Which bothers the hell out of me.
1: I know it does. But you know that I support it, so we could go back on that one
0: another time. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. I, I. Personally, leave it a draw. I don't care. But. It is what it is, right? And uh, but yeah, the, we'll we'll talk more about the Rumble later on in the in the program. But last news story we're going to be talking about heavily: WWE announces NBC Universal's Peacock Network will be the new home for the WWE Network in the United States. Wow! So yeah, and that's happening Thursday, March eighteenth.
1: Had to be a big sellout there or something.
0: Uh, it is. It was reportedly sold for five years for over a billion dollars, it seems like.
1: Jeez Louise.
0: Well, hey, Vince McMahon's still making po- uh, money during a pandemic. Go figure. Um.
1: <laughs> Merchandise is almost at an all-time high during a pandemic.
0: Well, go figure. Because everybody's using their stimulus money to either buy shit or save it. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Um, especially it's extra money that they never thought they'd get. So they're they're spending it wildly. Sure. So it gives pretty much... So Peacock is a new streaming service that came out, I think, last year. And it is sort of like... CBS All Access, Hulu. Had, it has a payment plan. Mm-hmm. Um, people will people who are currently subscribed to the W Network will sooner or later be told how to transfer their accounts from this one to the Peacock one, which will start you out at the $5 uh, ad premium pr- price point, which the new network will have.
1: Go figure.
0: So, uh, the first, and the first pay-per-view to be streamed on Peacock will be Fastlane. It won't be WrestleMania, it will be Fastlane.
1: Well, at least they're not gonna have bugs or anything, hopefully, for Mania, then.
0: Right, that's what we're, well, that's what they tried doing for, oh yeah, that's right, because the first first pay-per-view of the network was fucking WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, back in two
1: thousand and twelve or thirteen, I forget now. But. Well,
0: let's see here. We're at WrestleMania thirty-seven, which was twenty-one. So go back seven years, which would be um, two thousand fourteen.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: We're at WrestleMania thirty, which that was buggier than all hell.
1: <laughs> yeah, it that, that could probably the most frustrating thing for me. I'm trying to watch a live, you know, as live as you can get without being there. Pay per view. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, John Cena's arm is over here and his head's over here because it glitched out so bad. <laughs> I literally couldn't see him. It was great.
0: Right. <laughs> so um, apparently part of the deal is, is that this will include one annual signature WWE Network documentary for Peacock beginning in 2022. Um, It will be. The new so the new network price point will be five dollars, which includes ads. So whatever you're going to be watching, something that's going to be on the network, it will be have it will have ads in the middle of it. Mm. If you want no ads, it's the same price at ten dollars a month.
1: What's crazy is they always advertise nine ninety nine, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, every month it comes out of my account, and it's actually ten forty nine or something yeah, like that it's like now.
0: Ten twenty nine or ten forty nine cuz a tax. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they they never even uh they never even made that email like they didn't give me any notice or anything it was pretty wild right but hey wherever they whatever they can do to make their money
0: so here's the thing the network already has over 17 hours of new original and library programming um it will have all live pay-per-view events it will Fastlane will be the first, like I said, on March 21st. So this will be happening three days before the first pay-per-view launch. So that's going to be fucking great. Um, all the different documentaries that they had, all the pay-per-views going backwards, everything from WCW, ECW, so on and so forth. The only advantage I see to this, well, there's two... It raises the stock price of the of the WWE stock, like the legit WWE stock shareholders price.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it now brings a twenty four million subscriber fan base that Peacock has. It brings them to WWE.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant from as far as their end.
0: Right. And WWE only had what was the last count? Like 3.4 subscribers? 3.4 million subscribers?
1: Something like that. It, it spiked for a while, like it was more than all these other pro sports subscriptions and this and that, yeah. but but if you're so, talking about partnering to get all these millions of people, it's, it's mm-hmm. a brilliant move.
0: It, it, that's the only other thing I can see is that that's the only brilliant part of it. Like, And a lot of people bitch about how WWE doesn't care about the product anymore. They care about the brand. The brand is more valuable than what they put out for product. I'm a 50-50 kind of guy on that. It, it you, you need a good product to sell the brand. For
1: sure.
0: <laughs> you can't just focus everything on the logo and the brand of the company and then be like, oh, we also have this,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: which is pretty much your bread and butter. And you've pretty much shit on it for the last five years.
1: Right. Now but, I'm curious, uh, you had mentioned the, the stockholders and that. When do we think huh? we'll see a spike in the value of those?
0: Oh, I bet you it's already, sp- it, it probably spiked as soon as the deal was announced.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I'll have to go buy more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the last I checked, WWE was at like $40 to $43 a share. Hmm, and, interesting. and before that, like back in like 2011, they were like $8 a share. And I was like, I could buy some stock in WWE. I fucking should have too, and I would have been fucking filthy rich.
1: That's <laughs> how we always look at it too, hindsight, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Just but, saying
1: the other day, I should have bought into Apple when they started.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, with all this happening, this is now torn a deal between ESPN and WWE. So, with ESPN, back in 2018, I think it was, 2018-2017, they were going to, or they were starting to air stuff of WWE on ESPN networks. Now, because of the new NBC Universal deal, uh, the, or ESPN has just stopped airing everything. They have just halted dead stop. And there have been issues between them because they were also in talks of doing the ESPN Plus app instead of the U- NBC Universal to, you know, get their pay-per-views on there. Mm-hmm. Well, now that has pretty much caught dead in its tracks. Disney will not be... Having any negotiation power to WWE, thank God, because they don't need to own a professional wrestling network either.
1: Yeah, they've got enough stuff going on.
0: Oh, yeah, they got way too much stuff going on. So, everybody knows about the Universal deal now, and what do you got to talk about, Matt?
1: Well, I'm just excited to to get involved with this. Uh, I appreciate you bringing me on board. Um, you know, I I got a lot of I would say a lot of friends that enjoy it as well. But to talk with somebody like yourself who's got a vast knowledge far beyond mine in regards to the backgrounds, the ins and outs, um, it's exciting for me because not only am I going to be able to come on here and you know banter back and forth with you about how John Cena is the best of all time, and learn as well, and and have a good time and you know, do these predictions. We could, we can harass each other. We can have fun. We could talk to other people who enjoyed as much as us. And, um, you know, I kind of just put out there on my Facebook today, like, Hey guys, like I've been asked to get in on this. I'm very excited about it. And I've already got people asking, you know, is it going to be live? Um, how are we going to listen? So we've got people who are already excited who I didn't even know were going to be interested, um, in the wrestling side of things. You know, people know I love to talk. I love to have a good time. But people want to hear us. They want to know what we're talking about. So I've right. already started to hook people in for us. And um, I'm just excited to see where it goes. My wife and I, she watches all Monday Night Raw and SmackDown with me. We get we do little get-togethers for the pay-per-views. I've been to your house for a pay-per-view. I mean, yep. this whole COVID pandemic, it kind of, you know, puts a little damper on things. And oh, it is that. what it is. But I'm excited for this, you know, Royal Rumble WrestleMania season is here. I'm ready to go. Adam Cole, Bebe, he better show up, man. Um, um, It's just going to be great. And I look forward to uh, WrestleMania. I look forward to WrestleMania in Dallas. Um, I'm already planning to go with a good friend of mine. Um, He's actually, uh, he has trained amateur wrestling prior, and he's wanting to get back into it. His name's Cole. Um, He's a great kid, and he's absolutely ginormous. The kid's as big as I am, but he's cut like a damn diamond. Um, the dude's just <laughs> huge now. And, uh, I told him, I am like, dude, you got to let me teach you some mic skills. You got to let me get you wide open. And, uh, cause you know, you got to have the mic skills. If you want to, if you want to try to make it and go, you got to get on that mic and you got to be ready to go.
0: Oh yeah. Without a doubt.
1: You know, you could be the best superstar of all time. You could you could be, I want to say as athletic as say Neville or somebody like that. But if you're not going to be able to grab that mic and hook that fan, you know, it just it's not going to really end up turning into superstardom if that's what you're you know, you're seeking. So I think there's there's a lot of things that we could talk about and we could talk for hours and hours and hours. And I think that's why this is going to be such a cool adventure.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I honestly I can't wait to just keep on going with this. Cause it's going to be really cool. And, uh, but yeah, like, like I said, if you know, you got anything you want to talk about, just, you know, just start shooting and then we'll go.
1: So I don't know how big of a fan you are of Rhea Ripley.
0: <sighs> Not as big of a fan as everybody else.
1: So I sit right on the fence, right? I kind of watch how this is going to be. And, um, again, I talked about that microphone work and, um, cutting those promos. And I think that that's where the work can be put in. And, you know, if Rhea ends up hearing me talk about her, I hope that she whoops my ass. So, um, she, she's cool, man. Like I, her character's cool. Um, NXT was, was her or is her and was her thing. Um, I would love to see her as a full time, uh, wrestler on the main card. Um, I am going to go right here and tell you that she's bursting back onto the scene and she is winning the Women's Royal Rumble.
0: Okay, so here's, here's where I have a question for you. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you believe that NXT is still the quote-unquote developmental brand, or is it the third brand of WWE?
1: Uh, I'm going to go straight out there and say it is the third brand of WWE.
0: Okay. So, do you think she will win the Rumble and challenge the NXT champion? or should she win the royal rumble and challenge either the smackdown womens championship or the raw womens championship
1: it's awesome that you say that and i'll say this because of all this separation right you were talking about unification earlier and i've been mm-hmm. pretty big i've been pretty big on this for a while i've envisioned a women's championship but purple okay white white belt but purple background purple diamonds and lay if you will because I'd love to see the Raw and Women SmackDown's Women's Championship combined. I'd love to see the a women's title. Just like there was a Divas and all that, I just want one women's title. Because you could have the three brands, but I want the cross, quote-unquote, quote cross-contamination. I want to see everyone fight everyone. But it's not a perfect world. It's probably always going to be separate. Um I say that she wins, she does not challenge NXT title, uh, and she comes after uh, one of the main titles. Because unfortunately, right. I, I don't think they're going to combine them anytime soon.
0: Right, and I understand that. It just For me, it was like with Rhea Ripley, here's what happened. Rhea Ripley was so strong going into WrestleMania last year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Charlotte winning made sense but didn't make sense. Like, it killed Rhea's momentum, but it made mm-hmm. Charlotte an even bigger star. And what they did with that afterwards was just complete dog shit.
1: Right. Um, so, with, uh, I'll interject just quickly with uh, Charlotte yeah. Flair. She, I don't know, man. I guess I get where they're going. Um, it, it could boil down to her becoming a more winning champion than even her father. And that blows my mind. Um, yes, she's amazing. No offense to her, she's not Ric Flair. Um, she's just not. And to to where I see how young she is and how much longer she's probably going to do this, she's going to end up at eighteen championships or something, you know. And it's just going to be crazy to me. But and I'm not. I'm not putting her down. I'm not saying that she isn't great because she is. When she does that. Uh, if you want to call it a moonsault, the backwards moonsault or however, off the top rope down to the floor, my jaw drops every time. It's incredible. Right. But uh um,
0: So okay, how how old do you think she is?
1: Boy, I'm now I'm gonna sound like an amateur, but I'd want to say that she's probably right around thirty years old.
0: You're fucking close. You're 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 four years off. She's thirty four years old.
1: Mm-hmm
0: so, so maybe
1: she won't be around as long as I think but
0: well here's here's the, here's how I look at it it she's been in the business for oh god right WrestleMania 37 she debuted her WrestleMania debut was 32 she was in the company 3 years prior so she's already been there about eh, almost a decade Mhm and that's including NXT, her stint in NXT. Sure. So you think that she's been there since she was 24, and she's now already at probably the prime of her career, and she's already a 12 or 13-time world women's champion.
1: Right, over one championship per year.
0: Practically, yeah. It was like, it's like that- 1.2 championships per year.
1: And that includes some pretty good runs with them, too.
0: Yeah. Like, she had the Raw Women's Championship when she had the main roster. It was like she had the Raw Women's Championship from 32 to, like, just after SummerSlam. And then Hell in a Cell, she got it back. Like, they were just title swapping that back and forth with her and Sasha for a while.
1: Yep. That became redundant after a minute.
0: Do you think? <laughs> It was like, okay, Sasha Banks didn't win her, her hometown, so Sasha Banks won in Charlotte's hometown. And then Charlotte won against Char- or Sasha because she was on a pay-per-view winning streak. So it was like, okay, so we we got to continue that. And then of all pay-per-views that ended was Royal Rumble with Bayley, and I was like, what? Okay. Could have saved that till WrestleMania and made that a huge fucking thing, but they didn't. Right. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, with Rhea Ripley, it was once her momentum got derailed horribly, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe her anymore. It was like, it just, it sucked.
1: No, that, it is unfortunate. Um, sometimes I feel like a lot of things just disappear on us or they, you know, you wouldn't think that you would forget something's been going on or however, and a storyline, just poof, gone instantaneously switched over to something else um, you know I could touch quickly on how Paul Heyman's character is so different now um, but he plays it perfectly he, mm-hmm. he is a storyteller and a half we've had that conversation before
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, you know and you never know what you're going to get with him you know you never know when all of a sudden Paul Heyman's going to turn and Brock Lesnar's standing right behind Roman Reigns you know you never know when WWE's going to do some shit and, uh,
0: or vice versa. and I
1: lo- Right, correct. And and I love, absolutely, I love WWE. Sometimes you can call it a mile away. Sometimes your jaw drops, and that hooks you right back in, and you're like a little kid again.
0: Yeah, sometimes you get a Vince Russo special, and then it's like, why the fuck do I watch this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, something that makes me feel like a kid again, and it, this, this, uh, this guy's a supreme athlete and we share a name. His name's Matt and he loves to say, bro, let me tell you something. Riddle. He's just, you know, when him, he comes down and he's got the hang loose and he kicks his flip flops off. And he's the man, like he's got this kind of like a stoner. hippie kind of like, Hey man, like whatever, because he'll kick your head off. Right. And I'm totally (laughs) down with that. Like, that's fine. Um, I wear Skull Road shades just like he does, um, solely because he does. You know, we got a, a pair. My <laughs> wife and I, we took a picture of it with our championship belts at the wedding. Um, yeah. He he like retweeted it and like all this shit for Instagram and whatever. So I mean, it was cool. Like, and I'd like to meet the guy. Just he seems like a cool dude. But he you know he's going to be the United States champion here shortly. He's going to look great with the championship belt. And uh, I think that that's going to be a superstar for a while, right there, uh, Matt Riddle. Now,
0: see, that <laughs> I like Riddle. I do. Matt Riddle can go; he can go super hard, and it's amazing. My only problem is is that Matt Riddle reminds me of RVD. Okay. And that was an RVD. In RVD's case, yes, he was a very popular superstar. But only got that chance because Vince said, "Oh, let's put the title on him." With Riddle, it's a little bit of a different story. RVD was a well-known drug paraphernalia user. Oh sure. Him and Sabu. The, this this is one of the uh, things that happened when he was the dual world champion in 2006, ECW and WWE. He got pulled over with Sabu, and they both had they had a pound of pot in the trunk of the car with pipes. Crazy. <laughs> so guess what happens that Monday? Loses the title. Guess what happens the next night on Tuesday on ECW? Loses the title. And then gets a month's suspension.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, it's when their personal lives that aren't maybe always on the up-and-up conflict with the character that you see, you know, they kinda have to do oh I hate to say this. I am so sorry, but what's best for business? Uh <laughs> Stephanie McMahon would just be so proud of me right now. Steph, if you ever hear this, uh wow well, I'm not even gonna go there. But best for business isn't isn't always best for business hey, if that makes sense. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna add something there. If Steph, if you ever hear this, leave Triple H and call me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? Triple H uh
1: Maybe there's greener pastures somewhere, bud. But she seems like she's a tight wad, so you never know.
0: Hey, they they love each other. Whatever, it's not that not my, not my business. But um, <laughs> hell yeah. So yeah, well Matt Riddle, you know, it's hard to tell because it's like, I want Matt Riddle to be successful. He was very, he was a very successful UFC star. Mm-hmm. And he stopped UFC because they were drug testing hard, and he would kept on getting busted for pot. Yep. He's a he will not stop doing it, and I'm surprised that WWE even has him on their roster because of their drug test. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I can't complain. I mean, I love I loved his matches with uh, Velveteen Dream; those were good yep. matches. Um, the one match he had with Adam Cole that was amazing. He he worked in PWG, which is pro guerrilla wrestling, and if you, anybody who listens to this podcast, look up PWG highlights, you will see Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, uh, Alistair Black under a different name, uh, Pete Dunne under a different name, uh, Tyler Bate, a whole bunch of these guys that you see in NXT now and AEW. You will see in that promotion, and it's some of the funniest, hard hitting, fucking like. If you want to see entertaining pro wrestling, that's where you go and watch.
1: That's a good point to make. Some of my fun, uh, my my most fond memories, I would say, of wrestling in general, would be going to uh, some of these local ones here. You know, I don't know if all the people know that we're from Western New York. No,
0: um, no that's fine.
1: But uh, up here, you know, there's a couple different uh, guys that do their own thing. And, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not sure who I'm allowed to say or whatever. So I'm not going to go out there and say all these brands. But to go watch these uh, younger guys, some of them even older, however, yeah, um, get to get to watch them at some of these fire halls. And it's entertaining beyond all get out. I watched a really cool match one time. Guy gets knocked, uh, knocked off the apron. And, you know, th- this is real life we're talking about here his head gets busted open on a, a guardrail that we were sitting right next to, and there's blood everywhere. <laughs> and, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people, I, I wear my shirts. I got a Shield shirt on right now. I wear my shirts. I talk about it, and, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Listen, go talk to John Cena about his neck surgeries. Go talk to all these other guys that get hurt or their careers and It's not fake. You know, there's storylines. Yes, these guys are trained professional athletes and actors, and they are amazing. So the fake thing gets thrown out there, and then Matthew goes on tangents. <laughs> well, it's
0: not <laughs> that I go on a tangent with people. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: it's fake i go um you you watch movies right and they go yeah well do you think that was ever real do you think they they actually did that shit for real like look at jackie chan you look (laughs) at him and he'll fucking tell you yeah i did these stunts it's like these guys are jackie chan level stunt actors these guys Mm -hmm. will bust their ass for a storyline that it here's the storyline you have to get the point a to point b in between, is you guys wrestling, and you have to figure it out, yep, so it's like okay. I agree it's like, okay, well, I don't know what to do from there, but it is what it is. It's just like y- y- you say it's fake, but the destination is not fake. What they do from point A to point B is not fake. What they do talking wise is fake, what they do acting wise is fake is is are they told who's going to win? yeah. So is boxing, so is football, so is baseball, so is soccer, so is hockey. You know, they'll, they'll all fucking do it every once in a while, but WWE is the one that gets told, hey, you're going to lose every fucking right. time. Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of losing, um, pretty funny to me, uh, let's call this welcome to the club. Uh, Nia Jax gets to say welcome to the club to Alexa Bliss, who gets hit with an RKO. Now that was pretty sweet. Um,
0: that's a very very exclusive women's club.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> it 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 is Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, Trish Stratus, and Tori Wilson. Or no, uh not oh. Tori Wilson, Stacey Keebler.
1: A great point. Uh Keebler. Way to bring her up. Wow, one of my little crushes when I was a kid. Great. Now crushes. I'm having that... having I'm having flashbacks. I'm just having flashbacks
0: of Google history.
1: <laughs> As your wife's in the, the room next door yeah, I don't give a fuck uh,
0: <laughs> but, uh, you
1: are, You're hilarious man That's awesome
0: But uh, no it's just uh, no. It, it, oh and uh, The fabulous Moolah She also took an RKO She took one of the worst RKOs I've ever seen in my life Including Undertakers But she took one of the worst But I think it's only a total of 5 women total Who have taken an RKO from Randy Orton
1: Yeah they need to be put up like they need plaques or something. That's pretty sweet.
0: Um, yeah, well, Trish got Trish took hers on her way out of the company. Mm-hmm. Like it was like her last raw match and she she got she got taken out with an RKO. It was fucking sweet. <laughs> Stacy Keebler's was out of nowhere because he was doing a face promo, kissed her, and then said, For anybody who doesn't believe me, I'm gonna not beat the Undertaker Blam! Pa- plants her face first into the mat. I'm like, motherfucker! Why would you do that to the girl you just kissed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he does hit some savage RKO's. Um, I do miss the RKO out of nowhere. Like you kind of always know when it's coming.
0: Oh no! Um, I never. I can. I can't tell now. It's really sad. I can't tell when he's gonna hit that damn thing. The last one I called was the one with the fiend. When he got set on fire. I saw that coming. But every okay. other time before that, for like the last two years, I haven't been able to call RKOs.
1: I will say one of my favorite RKOs of all time, um, Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, the sun was still up. Um, yeah. I want to say Levi's Stadium. I want to yeah, say Levi Levi's
0: Stadium. stadium. It, was, it was the 49ers Stadium.
1: Yeah, and Seth Rollins, I mean... He took off after that RKO. That was sweet. I mean, that <laughs> right. was one of the best. I've, I've watched it over and over again. Um, I love that WrestleMania, but I watched that RKO over and over. It was, I loved it.
0: Right. I have two favorite RKOs. My, my, then they're both fuck ups. My fr- my first favorite RKO is the one with the Undertaker. He goes in for an RKO and for some reason when they both jump Undertaker swings himself in through with a neckbreaker and they both plant on their back. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that was funny. And the other one was, is when he was facing AJ Styles, AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm, like he springboards, but then he drops right back down and Randy goes for the RKO and drops on his back. I'm just like, oh, that was perfect reversal. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah. Uh, They are the three most devastating letters in WWE, even if he messes it up.
0: (laughs) Right. No, but uh, yeah, the the Alexa Bliss, Fiend, Randy Orton storyline is really taking a turn fucking Randy Orton's face after that fireball, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't know if was it's cool. makeup or not. If that's makeup, fucking they should get an Emmy nomination for that cuz that's fucking well done. I thought he looked really well burnt.
1: They could um, do a Sammy award for him. <laughs> Sammy Zane Sammy Zane yeah. could give that out, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um but no, like it, it when they when they did the firefly inferno match, I was like, okay. Someone has to get set on fire. So it has to be Bray. So that's going to be an easy out. When they did the set on fire with the leather jacket, still wet, hair's wet, everything's wet. You can tell. When when that happened, I'm like, okay, cool, match is over. How are they going to, like, send this along? Well, I wasn't expecting Randy Orton to murder a motherfucker on live television.
1: Yeah, no, no idea. Like, okay, <laughs> a lot of the things that they've been doing lately where, like, shit disappears and all that, um, you know, they say it's live, but they gotta be doing some kind of time lapse thing for us, but oh, no, like there's what a,
0: there's a lot of this shit recorded ahead of time, there's there's no doubt.
1: Sure, but the, they make it so seamless, like Alexa, her, her outfit changing and everything, um, now yeah. my, Alexa, my Alexa that's behind me is trying to talk to me, because I have the home Alexa, that's funny. Every time I talk about Alexa Bliss, my, my house starts talking to me. That's good. I wish I could program it to have her Alexa's voice from WWE. Right. That'd, That'd be, be great. Be
0: nice, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But, no, it, um, so here, here's the deal. Here, here's something you don't know about WWE. If Vince McMahon notices that something's wrong with his production studio, he would literally... Take that out of his building and fly in a brand new production studio that day. Wow! Like top of the line, everything. Like these guys are not fucking around with anything. Oh no! It was like the one story Paul Heyman said on a podcast. He's like, "Um, they they knew that he that Brock Lesnar was coming back, and they needed Paul Heyman to be his mouthpiece because nobody else was going to be his mouthpiece." And they're like, hey, Paul, do you mind coming in on this day? We're having a little bit of trouble, like, audio issues. And Paul just goes and says, WWE having audio issues? I know they're trying to set me up for something. There's no way that they have audio issues. If Vince McMahon knew that they had audio issues, it would be gone and set right back up the same day with brand new shit.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: He wants top-of-the-line quality for everything they fucking do. That's why, if you noticed on Fox the last couple weeks, they've been using their new 4K fucking cameras for the entrances on SmackDown. Oh, sure. Which is really fucking weird to watch.
1: The 4K cameras are great. Um, I mean, if they ever wanted to just give me a call with my my new iPhone, I could come down and film it with my 4K. (laughs) I'm totally down for helping them out.
0: Oh, no, these are, like, the $20,000 4K cameras that you hold on your fucking shoulder.
1: Oh, yeah, I know, I hear you.
0: But, uh, yeah, no, the, um, it's weird how Alexa Bliss got pulled into this story. I like it, I do, because I think the Fiend needs to be that cult leader type character.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But it's just, it's been weird how that story has been turning out.
1: My hope was that she was going to be Sister Abigail. Um, that was
0: rumored a while back when he was uh, uh, the Swamp Thing Bray Wyatt, right? Which and, is why when they brought that into the Swamp Match, I was like, "Oh, the WWE is so trolling us right now." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they, they tend to they tend to try to do that to us, right? They try right. to uh, string us along. Just enough, and then boom, hit you with something else. And I, right,
0: like, she, like the, she does
1: such a great job.
0: Oh, she is amazing, and I think she pulls off the sister Abigail better than fucking Bray.
1: Yeah, she's. I mean, oh, man, I could, I could talk highly about her. She's, she's little, but she's wiry. She'll kick the crap out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then she'll, like, you know, when she was throwing her tantrums before she had gone into this demented state, she'd like. Slam around on the mat and all that, and, mm-hmm. but she's she's yeah. a supreme athlete. She really is. Twisted Bliss. Oh, yeah,
0: she is. She is a very. I, I honestly I can say this. She's a very underrated wrestler in my opinion. Like people praise Charlotte. I they don't give enough praise to Alexa. I like, she does. I, I agree. A lot more than Charlotte ever does. I agree. But yeah, like this storyline is just. Between, between the, which you could tell was fake, was the burning alive of Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. But, but between that, the fireball spot, Alexa Bliss taking an RKO. This is probably the most PG-13 WWE's been in like the last five years.
1: And I'm good with it. I think they should keep going.
0: Yeah, they need a lot more, not edgier production, but adult content. Like, they need more stuff that can grab the 18 to 35 male demographic that, you know, a lot of people have been trying to pine for for the last 10 years.
1: Well, I agree with you because, you know, you you had mentioned my ruthless aggression era, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But the, the attitude era, the, the guys who go across the grain, against the grain, if you will... Um, the middle fingers of Stone Cold, the beers. I mean, I could go on and on about just stuff that I wish there was more of a, holy shit, this guy's coming to the ring right now. You know, um, Yeah. unpopular opinion. I liked Dave Bautista. Um, not a lot of people did. He was not great on the mic, but he was the animal. he I love when he gave the thumbs down to Triple H. Uh, put him through the table, and then that all that shit storm started. You know, something that I truly, honestly looked forward to seeing a specific character all the time. You know, yeah. Um, and right now I just don't have that guy right now that I'm just like, oh my god. You know, I said I love Matt Riddle on that, but I want somebody that comes to the ring, their music hits, and I said Th- this I've been waiting all week to see him come to the ring, and I don't have that right now.
0: Yeah, and that's a huge thing that's missing. Like there isn't, and that's that's what I was touching, trying to touch upon with the whole. They're going with. They're trying to, um, popularize the brand, not the product. It's it, mm-hmm. they with after Cena. They I don't think they're ever gonna make another huge star like that ever again, because now they're realizing every time we do that, we either lose him to injury, or we lose him to. Hollywood sure Hogan they had him for eight years he was on top for eight years a tie between Brett and Sean they were on top for five Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have, from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Total. Austin was on top for five with Rock. Yeah, Cena was on top for you can argue maybe 2005 he was on top so ten years. Oh yeah, ten or more. Mm-hmm. You can't say that about anybody else now.
1: No, and that's that's tough, man. Because you know you go about do they bring people back? You know you got just old news. Okay. Um who are you going to pull from anywhere else right now? You know what I mean? Like right. there's, there's not that icon right now and I'm not putting down Chris Jericho on AEW EW or, or Moxley. You know, these guys are amazing and rumor has it, you know, Moxley would be okay with coming back uh, at some point. Um, if he had more freedom of his opinion, uh, which we know will never happen. Um,
0: yeah, because look at what happened when Hogan got it.
1: Right. And, um, you know, I've got, I've got a strong opinion on the biggest pop that could ever come back to WWE. And I think, you know, where I'm going to go with this. Punk? And, um, yeah, CM Punk. Um, it was the most upsetting thing for, and he wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of him. Um, I kind of hated the fucking guy, but when,
0: when, what, 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 what about him did you hate?
1: So, something something about his demeanor, okay, that stupid lip piercing pissed me off. Um, <laughs> now, and I'm a guy, I've got piercings, I'm, I've got tattoos everywhere, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the deal. The dude would come out to whatever fucking music, you know, it is what it is, and then call to the personality too, like, mm-hmm. listen, look in my eyes, what do you see, dude? I would whoop his ass. Not really. He would kill me. But he would come out and say... I don't know,
0: those it, last two UFC fights really showed that you could probably kick his ass. <laughs>
1: it's, it's quite possible. I've got quite a reach on that guy. But, you know, he'd say it's clobbering time and, and all this and the stupid X's on his tape. And there was just things that well, put me why, off about him. You know
0: him. why he had the X's on his tape, right?
1: Uh, please inform me.
0: So he is legitimately a straight-edge person. Doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs, no So every time you would go to see a band that was 18 or over, the X's on the hands were for people who don't drink or can't be served. So that's why he puts the X's on the top of his hands for his on his uh, tape.
1: See, and I think that puts him in this. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned it, that all rings true and a bell to me because, okay, I'm holier than thou. I'm straight edge, blah, blah, blah. Listen, bud. I never wanted to see him wear the spinner belt. I have a spinner belt in my room right here. I love my spinner belt. That's John Cena's belt. I didn't like when he had the belt, but if there was a bigger, like a pop to happen at Mania, Rumble, whatever, it would be bigger than the Hardy Boys coming back. Like the the crowd went wild for the Hardy Boys, as did I. I had tears in my eyes. It was great. But the crowd, and that's the problem right now with COVID, but I could envision people at home, the crowd, social media would break. uh, CM Punk comes back and it's going to, it'll flip the script.
0: And there's a, there's, there's, how can I put this? There's truth, there's a kernel of truth in all of this. So technically, and this is a huge technicality, all of the contracts that got quote unquote bought out, by Vince McMahon for the FS1 backstage uh, show included CM Punk. He is technically under WWE contract.
1: Right, I just mentioned that to my wife this evening.
0: I don't know if they just paid him out for the rest of his contract so he didn't have to deal with them. Or... It because the way i'm looking at it is is that he posted a tweet saying that him and AEW had talks and that something big is going to happen. So that right there already shoots a red flag saying that he's not going to be at the rumble.
1: I don't Somebody think- had asked him what his favorite favorite number between 1 and 30 was. Yeah. On social media and he he retweeted or whatever media it was on and said 13. So You know, he might just be playing into it and playing people,
0: but
1: he could show up.
0: And honestly, Punk is really good at playing people. He really is. But the problem is is that he he is strongly against Vince and the way they do business. So that's why I can very – because the reason that he was brought back for WWE Backstage was because FS1 signed him a contract to FS1.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: so when he was talking about his opinions on WWE they were his opinions <laughs> which was pissing off Vince McMahon obviously mm-hmm. so it's either they bought out his contract and then gave him the rest of the money to finish out his term because there was no way Vince is going to pay that much money to use him in what kind of role The only way I can see Punk ever returning to the ring is if if it's in a manager capacity. There's no way he's getting back in the ring. Like I said, those two...
1: It's unfortunate, but you're probably
0: right. Those two UFC fights? The the second one was a fucking atrocity. He was getting played with. And Dana White was like, the guy who beat him? He's not coming back because that w- he could he should have just fucking ended it round one. He let it go fucking three rounds to get exposure, mm-hmm. which again I get it, but there was a huge there was a huge Twitter war against him and not lying about this the green fucking Power Ranger Tommy Oliver trying to get a fight going, and that never happened. And Tommy even said, when I went to Nickel City Con, he said, I will never fight CM Punk because he's a low-class asshole. (laughs) So, fine. I can deal with that. But the guy, but he was friends with, the guy that beat Punk the second time was friends with Tommy, and he was helping him train and everything.
1: Sure, sure.
0: So, but it is what it is, and you know what? Uh, we will talk more about the Rumble in just a second, but first, we're going to have a sponsor ad from Anchor.fm. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. So, we're going to be doing predictions for the Royal Rumble. It's going to be the matches, the Royal Rumble matches themselves, uh, who's going to come out, like, who's, who's going to be the surprise entrances. We're going to try to predict all of that right now. So... As of right now, I only see five matches announced as of this recording, and three of them are actually matches themselves. We have the Universal Championship match between Reigns and Kevin Owens for the last man standing match. We have the WWE Championship match between McIntyre and Oldberg. (laughs) We have the Men's Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, and the Women's Tag Team Championship defended on the show, and I almost guarantee it's going to be a kickoff match. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I think it's going to be a kickoff match.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to be bold and say I guess that's where it belongs. Um, they haven't done a very good job with the women's tag team division in my opinion. They broke and, up all uh, incredible uh,
0: fucking tag teams.
1: Yeah, come on. How co- Listen. Iconic it was where it was at. They were great. They were funny. And you split them up. Yeah. Get out of here. They were great together. They're best friends. And they performed so well together. Well, and... what well, Then why have tag team titles? Like, just change it all up. Have a hardcore championship. <laughs> have a... Have a freaking Butterfly Firefly Flunhouse championship. Like... Come on, man! If you don't like if you don't like the teams, I mean, you had heavy machinery. One of my favorite teams that was new. I love Otis. A stakes and weights, baby! Oh yeah! Rub the belly,
0: man! Have fun with it. Okay, so what was your opinion when he won money in the bank?
1: I I was blown away that they gave it to him. Like he's a tag team guy, and you hand it to him. Like literally it, hand it to him. Yes, dropped it into his hands. And here's the deal. A woman did it, or whatever. I don't forget exactly how all that crap come down. But it's like, listen, how do you give a tag team guy, it's just like the champions that get into the Rumble. The champions aren't going to win the Rumble. They've already got their belt, or they're going to defend their belt, etc. Now, Otis having the money in the bank, it was fun. It had its fun to it. It was stupid. It was
0: a waste. I and I,
1: I agree that it's a waste and I think that's why it got switched to the Miz, because he's the Miz and he's awesome. So
0: And that's been a fucking Oh my god. That's for another another show. That's for another show. <laughs> I can't get into that right now or we'll talk about that for half an hour 'cause I <laughs> that's I'm it. so I'm so pissed off at how they've handled that so far.
1: I I just wish that I guess I don't wish it because every you gotta let everything kinda pan out. But, you know, the Miz makes a good mon- Mr. Money in the Bank, and why not just have a clear winner of a singles competitor get up there and take that? For... That is my favorite. Uh, I, w- I don't want to say favorite because I love uh, the Rumble and Mania, but it's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year because it usually falls right around my birthday. Mm-hmm. One time I, I did get to go on my birthday in Ohio, oh, and nice. I got my I got myself a Money in the Bank briefcase. I'm looking at it right now. Um. It just, I love that pay per view. And for me, that one, all the way up the corporate ladder, money in the bank, I thought it was bullshit.
0: Okay. The match itself, both of them, well, the, the one, because it was together, yep. the match itself was highly entertaining. I, yeah. I very much like the match itself. The result of those matches, on the other hand, lame. What we didn't find out till the next night about Becky, but that's fine, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But the whole Baron Corbin and AJ fighting over it, and then it just went wee, out of their hands, and Otis just happened to be there to catch it. I'm just like, oh yeah. god, there's and by the way, when I predicted that, I was making a joke. I predicted for Otis to win, but I was making a joke. And the fact that I fucking won the predictions because of that joke pisses me off.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you um, you had brought up uh, just that and uh, you brought up beautiful Becky Lynch. I mean, that's great that you brought her up because, boy, oh, boy, she's great. First of all, um, one of my favorite characters, and I will say of all time. Becky Lynch is very cool. I I, I just love how she performs, the character, that steampunk feel and all that. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Rollins, I'm ready. I'm ready for them to drop the Monday Night Messiah or the, the Savior of SmackDown or whatever the hell. I'm ready for the Seth Rollins to come back. Burn it down. Be the Kingslayer. Let's go.
0: So... <sighs> Again, another topic for another another episode. I'm perfectly fine with that. It just... <laughs> but, so, what What what, what match you want to start? Do you want to start off with the Tag Team Championships and then work our way up to the Rumbles?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll work out. We'll build it up.
0: Okay. So, obviously, the first match I think should be on the show, or will possibly be on the show, will be on the kickoff, is the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. is going to be Charlotte and Oscar versus Baszler and Jax. Uh, a rematch of TLC, pretty much. And, you know... I don't know. I see Baszler and Jax winning in titles back just because, because I see Charlotte entering the rumble.
1: Um, I would agree. I feel like there's gonna be some issue that causes some distraction there. This whole thing with Ric Flair and uh uh Blondie there.
0: Oh, um
1: yeah, I think there's
0: fantastic work on making a household mom marine a gold digger. Way to go WWE.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> really makes no sense. You know, if you if you follow her and her on her social media life and see her real life, she's a class act. Um right. so for them she's a marine, for them to go to, she, she she
0: fucking is a mom, she's a wife, and you're going to be fondling a seventy five year old man's balls. Gold-digging whore. That's how we're supposed to hate you now? Great. Okay, fine. Yeah. Way to go on character building, you jackasses.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not too fond of that situation, but I think you and I are on the same page with it. Um, And I do believe that you're right. The titles fall off of Asuka, uh, the Empress of Tomorrow, and uh, our our queen, Charlotte Flair. So, yeah. And,
0: and they'll go to the charisma vacuum of Shayna Baszler and the injury prone to other people Nia Jax
1: correct <laughs> which i don't i don't even like that team um i they're think tr- that that might just
0: they're trying to get personality out of Shayna Baszler
1: yeah you'll never get that out of her ugly mug
0: but <laughs> she looks like a trans dude with long hair well, I, there, there's nothing wrong with being trans, but that's a description I have to give because she looks so fucking manly.
1: Yeah, she got the shit kicked out of her with a dirty stick or something, an ugly stick. But I don't know, man. I, I always have these speculatory ideas and people think I'm crazy. But, you know, I think the saving grace for these uh, women's tag team titles uh, it could be the Bella Twins at some point And, you no, know, people come back. They
0: will never well, come
1: back. Well, and that's the same reaction I get from a lot of people, but I'm a guy that says never say never. So
0: I never say never, but after watching because I watched the Bella program with my wife because she loves that program oh, or whatever. Listen, I'm doing.
1: not even going to say I watch it because of my wife. My wife watches it because of me. I love <laughs> Total Bellas, Total Divas, all of it. Give me all the drama. I don't have drama in my real life, so I soak it all in on that TV, brother.
0: So, wait, you watch scripted drama? On TV? That sounds like pro wrestling. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more.
0: But wait, there's more. It's actually not produced by WWE. It's produced by the E! Network.
1: Right, they, and they do a great job. I love it.
0: Oh, God. But, uh so, which Rumble match do you think will go on first? Because that will determine which Rumble match will go on last. Because I think... I, I- I think the women's will be going on last because I think there's going to be a huge surprise in the, in the rumble.
1: I'm totally down with a big surprise and both rumbles, but me and I'm not trying to sound chauvinistic or anything, you know, they've, they've put the women at the top of, they've main evented a lot of things and I'm so, it's awesome. Good for you. Listen, this is a man's world. This is WWE. Um, women's right, Royal exactly. rumble. Women's Royal rumble should be first. Um, Get that out of my way. There will be some there there will be some exciting parts, and I'm sorry, ladies, if you're listening, but listen, the women's matches have been boring. I will take a nap or I'll go get a snack during that crap. Um, I want to see used a couple to be surprises. The match. T- yeah, exactly, and I'll go get a couple shots too, probably. Um, but. I digress. Let's let them go on first. I'm down for a couple surprises. Please give me something good. I know Rhonda's coming back. Um, and then let's move along. Yeah. Um. Like I say, Rhea Ripley wins the whole thing for that one.
0: She's not even... Uh, advertised to be declared for the Rumble match. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We have 12 women advertised so far as this recording. And that means there's 18 spots left.
1: That's a lot of spots to fill.
0: And that's a lot of legends that are coming back.
1: That's the unfortunate part, man. You put these, some of them old hags, and no offense, that that's a waste. That's a waste. You've got young talent that could come up, Mm -hmm. you know, you could pop somebody new that we didn't even know they signed, except for if you find out through a rumor mill. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, if
0: you you think about it, so let's let's put, if they did it right, it would be 10 from NXT, 10 from Raw, 10 from SmackDown. Correct. But they don't do anything correct anymore, they do it half-assed, so they just put 12 names on the board and then we have to figure out the rest. So I'm thinking we're going to have 20, 24 active members on the roster on the show, including NXT, and then we'll have six legends, surprise surprise legends, coming back. I see Molly Holly making a comeback, I see, or making a spot, I see Tori Wilson making an appearance, I see Michelle McCool making an appearance just because she's married to Mark Calloway, a.k.a. the fucking Undertaker. Um, who else it, Like, you could just name off like six legends off of nowhere like Lita fucking Trish Stratus mm-hmm. like you know the big names that people remember that they're going to get a sure. pop for which by the way I think this rumble will have an audience I could be wrong I think they're allowing a few people in the building
1: yeah I believe you're correct
0: and you say Rhea Ripley is going to win the women's rumble
1: yeah that's my official prediction
0: I say Ronda Rousey comes back and wins the fucker.
1: I like where your head's at, but I I I, just—I guess my fingers are crossed that she doesn't. I'm. I'm, (laughs) She's still under
0: contract.
1: I'm. I'm off the Ronda train. Like, she to me, okay, amazing UFC fighter, awesome champion. She did get her shit kicked in by Holly Holm, and then, yeah, no, it was great. I loved the fight. And uh, I do have a funny story about this past weekend with UFC as well, if I may add that at some point. Yeah, but, um, you know, Ronda, I, I hate to tell her, and I would say it to her face too, you suck on the mic. Um, you're sloppy in a WWE ring. And uh, I hope you get put over the top rope by Rhea.
0: Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not that surprise pick, I see sh- – I see either I see either Shayna Baszler winning it or Charlotte winning it. I see I see one of those two winning it.
1: You're saying if one of those two is no longer holding a tag team title.
0: Right, because they're both entered into the rumble. Okay. So, I follow what you're doing. Yeah. So next match on the card, I th- and I believe the Universal Championship will go on before the WWE. I could be wrong on that as well. Could see fucking Goldberg winning it, and then Drew McIntyre winning the Rumble again. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> but, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, in a last man standing match. So, these guys had a TLC match. These guys have had a street fight, a steel cage match. Now we're in a last man standing match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A, I don't like how they did this. And B, I don't like the theory that Roman Reigns could possibly win the Rumble.
1: I know you don't like that. But you got to look at what they're doing with Roman. They're, they're making him beat people down. And he's gaining like... A posse, so to speak. You know, he's got Jay, you know, supposedly, was that Apollo he was talking to or something Apollo like Cruz,
0: that? Yeah. Apollo yeah. Slowly turning heel with Paul Heyman, which is interesting. I,
1: and I'm down with it. I love a good heel turn. Um,
0: I'm okay with a good heel I, turn. I'm not okay with one that's just justified because they don't have anything to do with him, baby face wise.
1: It's, it's fair for you to say that, too. Um, but. Uh, You know, he's the head of the table, man. Um, I like the concept. I love how to the point Roman Reigns is. Um, And I don't, we could fast forward many, many months. I just don't see who's going to finally put Roman down and take care of this head of the table problem. Um, Unless your name is John Cena, Seth Rollins, or The Rock. Biggie. No.
0: And that's what I, I think they're pushing for because ever since the draft, they've been pushing Big E with a fucking rocket ship.
1: And I'm down with that, but he's not he's not beating Roman Reigns. He's intercontinental championship material. Mm. Sorry, Big E. I love you, buddy. <laughs> but I I do dare to be sour and I will clamp clap for the world famous Intercontinental champ. But that's it.
0: Pat Patterson? No. Um, (laughs) uh, Rest in peace, buddy. Uh, No, it... uh, Yeah. No, it just... I don't like any outcome with this match. I don't. I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. I've watched him since his Ring of Honor days.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I love the man's work. He's a great shit talker. He's a great mic artist. He's a great wrestler. Checks all the boxes. I don't like the outcome of any part of this match. I don't like that Kevin Owens could cheat to win. I don't like that Roman Reigns could cheat to win. I don't like that Roman Reigns could just out-fucking-power Kevin Owens. I don't like that Kevin Owens could, you know... The only way I see Kevin Owens winning is putting fucking duct tape around the fucking legs of Roman Reigns and not getting the fuck back up.
1: I have an idea for you. Shoot. Money in the Bank.
0: Yes, that can go for any world champion. I understand that. But at the same time, uh, (laughs) I don't know that option either. (laughs) But
1: he's awesome. And it could happen. The, The point of the Money in the Bank briefcase is he doesn't have to announce anything, you know? And this is a last man standing match. Something odd could happen to where the Miz is the last man standing after he officially cashes in the money in the bank. I'm not saying that that's my prediction. I'm saying it could be a spoiler. Ha <laughs> ha, Paul Heyman. Um, it could happen. It could
0: happen. Again, I don't like that option either. That's a that's a waste of a money in the bank because at that point you're using you're using it as a Seth Rollins option.
1: Sure. Right. Because.
0: And you understand what I'm saying by that. like That was like, yeah. they said, hey, let's pull the trigger on Seth Rollins between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because we don't think we're going to end up without a riot. So with that cash-in in at WrestleMania, it turned everything around. Cool. The Miz cash-in, on the other hand, would not turn anything around. It would just piss off a lot of fans because the way they would do it is Kevin Owens would... Trick Roman Reigns or something to get him to not be able to get to the ten count. Kevin Owens would win. Boom, boom, boom. Miz cashes in and beats him with a skull crushing finale. There
1: you go. I'm not saying Miz
0: doesn't deserve another world title reign. He should be a fucking ten time world champion by now. Right. And the fact that he isn't pisses me off because that man does not get injured. He has never taken time off for injury. He's taken time off for movies. That's it. And even then, it's network or it's fucking WWE filmed movies. Like sure. he he does the time that they allow him to do.
1: Yeah, the Miz is a workhorse. Um, I'd love to see, um, I'd love to see the Miz jump in on the uh, McIntyre. And uh Goldberg max, but that's we're not talking about that match right now. So um last man standing, if you want an official prediction out of me, mm-hmm. obviously Roman Reigns stays at the head of the table. He is still your reigning, defending, undisputed universal champion of the world.
0: As much as I love that, because that's the only logical one I that makes sense. Right. I have a strong fucking possibility that WWE is going to screw with everyone and put the title on Kevin Owens for five seconds okay I don't know why I just I just have an inkling that they're just gonna go nope we're gonna troll you nope Roman Reigns is not going to Wrestlemania champion it would just I, I have a strong feeling they're just gonna irritate the piss out of all of us
1: I'm I'm good with that too man I'm good with that, too, because I could send Roman off to uh, go after McIntyre, etc. And uh, we get to see that match, too, which would be fantastic. Mm -hmm.
0: So, with that, now we have the WWE Championship match between Drew McIntyre and goddamn Goldberg for the fourth Mm -hmm. straight fucking year in a row Goldberg has a title match opportunity before a fucking Wrestlemania. Interesting. First one was against Kevin Owens. Second one was against The Fiend. No. What was the second one? Because Kevin Owens was 2016. Goldberg had a WWE title match. Or no, had a Universal Championship match when...
1: Uh, Braun Strowman?
0: Nope, that was at Mania and he was champion. He beat The Fiend in 2020 for it. Who the fuck did he face in 2019? Now I gotta find that meme.
1: (laughs) I would try to switch off of uh, of our chat here, but I don't want to lose you, so I'm not going to try to look anything up. Now you've got me thinking, and I kind of feel like a bum for not knowing, but... Why, why the Goldberg thing while you're looking? the You know, this is one of those things where I say they bring back the old people. Listen, I don't need you to dust off the boots, man. Um, I, I don't care. You can't jackhammer anybody anymore. You're not who you used to be. You're going to hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm disinterested. Listen, he was an animal when he, when he was in his prime. And now, like I say, it's just like... McIntyre said he's gonna to have to beat up his old man.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's pretty bad. It oh god, he also if if he wins this championship, which would piss off everybody, he will be the only man in the fucking company to win all four of their world titles, including the old world heavyweight championship. Right. He's won both blue and red straps of the Universal title. He's won the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold belt. And if he wins this, he will be the only man to hold all four. Fuck oh, wow. that. Right. Anyways, the last few years, every time Bill Goldberg faces somebody before WrestleMania, he wins the title. He won it against Kevin Owens. He won it against fucking The Fiend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was like, okay, what the hell do we do? So if they fucking do it with Drew McIntyre, I'm going to be extremely mad. Cause... Well,
1: like you say, if they do that, then it looks like McIntyre will win the Rumble again. I hope not. I, I think it's a waste of the whole pay-per-view if you do that. Yeah, I want somebody... I want somebody new. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying necessarily new. I just want a really great finish to the Rumble. I want a big winner. And um, yeah, I mean, exactly. I've, I've talked about a couple of my thoughts on it, but I do have the person that I want to win the Rumble, which we can talk about at the end. But
0: mm-hmm. no, it just, I digress. Here's another thing. If this match goes longer than fucking five minutes, It's going to suck.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's got to be Claymore country right away for me. Oh,
0: extremely. It has to be Claymore, 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 or Spear, 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 or both, and just fucking go at it, go to town and fucking demolish each other. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so...
1: What's your official prediction on that?
0: It has to be McIntyre. (laughs) The... If it isn't McIntyre, the whole thing fucking sucks.
1: Right. Um, I want it to be McIntyre. I truly do. Um, I see the whole, like we just talked about, um, Claymore Country, Spear, etc. This is where I say, um, on the record, as you're recording, this is where the Money in the Bank briefcase does get cashed in. This is where The Miz wins Becomes champion again, like he deserves, and he goes to WrestleMania as your WWE champion. See,
0: and that's the thing. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. And it, either way, it's a waste of a money in the bank because either way, you're pulling the fucking trigger to say, "Hey, we can't fucking write anything." So here's our only option out.
1: I think that um, yes, it's an option out, but I think it's great for Miz's character. He does well as the bad guy and the instigator with the briefcase, and he'll make a great champion because he is awesome. And it leads to um, what could turn into very many good rivalries going into mania. And then as he retains and takes it all the way to the summer slam.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I can, I, I get that. I do, but it, it, all it boils down to is we're pulling the trigger on our get out of jail free card. Yes, and it sucks because it's. Like I know you, you. You know they can pull that trigger at any time. It's like it doesn't. It doesn't even have to make storyline sense.
1: Right, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that that's where this is heading.
0: Like, like I said, the whole fucking thing when he cashed in, he quote unquote cashed in at TLC. Mm-hmm. Fucking Christ, that was stupid. And then they fucking gave it back to him. I was like, well, that was a waste of a cash in. Like, what the fuck? Yep. So, last but not least, the uh, Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, who you got? Why, and who do you got for surprise entrances?
1: Well, I have. First, I have a quick question. Do you not think that we're gonna have uh, Riddle versus Lashley um, um, in the in the Rumble? Do you not think that that's gonna carry over?
0: They said he has a future title shot down the line. They didn't say okay. Rumble. So,
1: okay. I was just curious of what you thought might happen there.
0: Um, like I
1: say, Riddle will have the United States Championship at some point, but right. Um, as far as surprise entrance, um, you know, to me, it's not really going to be a surprise to me. I, I truly do believe that John Cena will be in the Royal Rumble. Um, you know. I had I had said it before, and you're like, "Oh man, don't tell me this." And I just predicted the lucky number
0: twenty seven spot. Um, now, see, that's a horrible idea. That, 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 that is a bad, bad idea because the twenty seven spot is the most winners produced, right? Right. Which, by the way, was not by design half the time.
1: Well. And here's my thing. I, I, you know, you're not as behind John Cena as I am, but that's just, that's my guy. You know, everybody's got their guy. Right. And, um, when he had, uh, the thugonomics music hit, uh, at WrestleMania a few years ago, you know, it was very awesome to me. It was nice. Oh, it like was almost, thirty
0: six. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was almost nostalgic for me. Right. Well, I'm ready for John Cena to be back. You know, his hair's looking good. He's in good shape. <laughs> you know, it. I, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: But, oh, his hair's looking good. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That doesn't matter. Motherfucker can go bald for all I fucking care. As long as he's still he's jacked got- and fucking has a steroid filled body. He's fucking fine by me.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. His hair's almost as good as mine. Um he's not on steroids. Well, and he's not
0: on steroids, but he looks like he could be.
1: Right, right. Um but anyways, he'll be back. I don't know where they'll put him. I threw out 27 just because I knew it would tick you off. And uh maybe because they're being stupid and they're announcing the number 30 spot, maybe they're just putting him in at 30, letting whoever's going to win uh kick his ass and okay, awesome. Um you know, I want CM Punk to pop he's not going to do that. Like you said, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, I'm excited to see, um, a few things as far as, uh, Dominic Mysterio. Um, I had mentioned him to you in a text earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um, he's coming into his own in the ring. I'd like to see him have his own character. Um, whether they went on with like Prince Mysterio or calling him the Prince or whatever. Um, Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him in the Rumble. Um,
0: oh, agreed. And
1: uh, why don't I guess I don't know if I really have any other like surprises, so to speak. I mean, I'm very happy that Edge is going to be there. Um, I think you see a little showdown between him and Randy Orton. Um, and then I've got a couple other things, but why don't you go ahead with some of your surprises, and then I'll go with. Um, a shocker, and also who I, I truly believe to be the winner.
0: Right. So, obviously, I, I agree with you, Cena will be in the Rumble. He's going to be a surprise entrant. Uh, so that marks down, you still have like, 11 people that need to be in the Rumble. Um, As of right now, and this is where I say the Miz theory might not work, because the Miz is obviously entered in the Rumble. So, if he... If he wins the champ if he wins a championship, I don't know if he will still be in the rumble or if he will or they will take him out and replace him with somebody else. I don't know how that would work cuz they've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Especially mid fucking show.
1: Right.
0: Um I don't know, it's hard to tell what other you know, there was a lot of people laid off who are still not under contract with other companies. Like, um, Zack Ryder, the Matt Cardella, I can't remember, I can't pronounce his last name for the life of me, but he's not, yeah, he's not, he's not signed to any promotion yet. He is still a, a a legit independent contractor where he's going from place to place to place to place. Sure. And he could end up in the Rumble. I Um, agree with that. I mean, like I said, you could add some NXT guys in there. Put Adam Cole in the Rumble. Put fucking... Um, oh, who else is down there? Put Velveteen Dream in the Rumble. As much to everybody else's chagrin on that. Um, who else? I agree
1: with Velveteen Dream.
0: He might actually have a little clash with uh, John
1: Cena because there's a thing there. Um, there's been a little thing there with uh, that kind of... Uh, they both have like a dream match idea for them themselves. Because of the personalities, the charisma, mm-hmm. so you might even see them come head to head there. That would be kind of cool.
0: Um, who else? Yeah, it's it's hard to tell right now. Ricochet,
1: I think you see Ricochet in the in the Rumble.
0: Ricochet, Ricochet has to be in the Rumble now because Kofi's out with an injury. So you need mm-hmm. you need those people for you need those type of athletic people for the athletic miss like near miss uh eliminations how how injured is kofi uh i think it's a strained ankle or pulled a muscle in his ankle
1: that's upsetting to me because he always has the coolest uh saves at the rumble
0: yeah that's what i'm saying like he, with kofi out now you need to put those people that are very athletic and can do other things that's why john morrison's in it because he does the parkour shit so I see him mm-hmm. having some some fantastic saves in this rumble.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see that.
0: Um but yeah, so now you need to do stuff like that. Sure. Uh as a winner? <sighs> oh god, that's a, that's that's going to be a hard fucking pick. And I mean a hard fucking pick. Because Yeah. You can make a case for almost everybody on this list as of right now sure. who is entered except for Lashley, Zane and or Lashley, Zane, Ali and Otis.
1: I agree, drop them right off of it.
0: So that leaves Orton Edge, Brian Sheamus, Hardy, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Miz, Morrison, Nakamura, and Ziggler. That leaves eleven people to pick from. And again, you can pick. You can make a case for any single one of these guys. Somebody from a previous match could come in and win the Rumble. You don't know. Right. So I think I'm going to go with. To be perfectly honest, I think I'm going to go with. Uh... Oh, God, it's hard. <laughs> it's, right. Edge made a strong case on Monday night. Made a strong case. Sure. And I can see him going for the title that he, a a title that he never lost. And I can see it being him and Reigns. I can see that. I can't see him and McIntyre working together. I can see Orton going for number 15 against McIntyre. But he has to get rid of this fiend feud. So I don't see that happening. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um the favorite is Big E. Everybody's saying it's gonna be Big E because they're strapping the fucking rocket to him. Make him a dual champion. Make him the next I hate to say this about Big E, but make him the next ultimate warrior. Mm. Um and, and in the aspect of, you know, take the title off of Reigns, make him a universal intercontinental champion.
1: Right.
0: And then yeah and then yeah and then drop the Intercontinental title. Yeah, it
1: So I uh, I don't know if, I don't know if our people got an official pick out of you there. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's hard.
0: So I I'm going to go with Big E just because he has been rumored to be the favorite this year. Okay. And I hope to god it's Big E cuz I think that would be a good resume bump for him.
1: Sure. I would say he deserves uh, a Royal Rumble victory and a push to WrestleMania, but, um, listen, I got the power of positivity too, and I'm positive it's not going to be Big E going (laughs) to the main event of, of WrestleMania. Right. So I had tapped on my, you know, okay, Daniel Bryan underdog story. Sorry, D-Bry, go home to Buddy and Birdie, um, you're Which not, I'm okay uh,
0: with. He's a part timer now. He said yeah. he's now part time, and he's doing he's doing the backstage work on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, and I love Daniel Bryan. I I wish I could actually meet the guy. Um, yeah. to be completely honest, he's an awesome dude. Um, not gonna happen. Um, the Roman Reigns thing, like I said, being a champ, champ, that'd be cool. But listen, I I've already drank the Roman Reigns tea, and uh, I'm good with it. I'm good. I'm ready for something fresh. I've got some ideas here. How cool would it be um, if Roman had already defended and he's the champ, right? Um, He's the head of the table, but really who's the head of that Samoan family, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, um,
0: by the rock.
1: Um, correct. But he's still, he's still the man that would be the head of that table. And I could see a cool thing built there. Um, you know, cousins, whatever the hell they are. Great. Um, I think it would be pretty sweet to have the rock come back. That would get a lot of attention that would make a lot of build for mania. And it always has worked. Do I think that that's actually going to happen? Not quite. Um, as far as your, your shocking, uh, phenomenon that could happen, you had mentioned Randy Orton and then you had touched on the fiend situation. Mm -hmm. Well, Randy Orton could be making his push to go ahead and win this, and The Fiend will ruin that. The Fiend is coming back um, in some new form or however, okay, because he's going to be scarier than ever. Um, here's, your, here's your PG-13. So there's something <laughs> there's something cool there, whether he makes Randy Orton disappear or some cool shit goes down. Um, awesome! I think that'll be a lot of fun. That makes put a lot puts a lot of interest into it. Twist it around, but your official winner. Um, I don't know what position that he's going to come in at, but he's going to burn it down. And it's Seth Rollins winning the Royal Rumble and heading to WrestleMania uh, to go on to become a champion yet again. There you go. Your new your new your new Mister WrestleMania. Uh, Seth freaking <laughs> Rollins.
0: A lot of people do compare him to Shawn Michaels, which is really cool.
1: Yes. So that's so, my official pick.
0: So with that, the podcast is done, guys. But before we go, we're bringing back an old favorite. Every time we end the podcast, we always play F. Mary Kill. And this time, we're going to be playing F. Mary Kill with three former Royal Rumble winners John Cena. Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. And Matt, you're going to be the one answering. I'm answering it. (laughs) Okay. It can't be that hard. I already know who you're going to marry. Oh, I, I got
1: to marry John Cena. The, of course I knew that was going to be the answer. It's, It's almost like a soul thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we both look like each other. It could just work out great. Uh, I've got a little house. He's got a big house. We can make it all work together. Um, yeah.
0: You look now, like John Cena like I look like John Stamos. So let's let's continue on with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, now, what are my other choices here? Lesnar and Orton. Lesnar and Orton. I got to kill one? Kill one and fuck one. Ooh. Dang. Listen, um, I'm killing Brock Lesnar, man. Um <laughs> The dude's with a an elephant? He's, gun? <laughs> he's yeah, and he's got cauliflower ear. I can't get on board with that. And I'm going to I'm going to town with Randy Orton, man, because maybe oh, maybe God. he's got you know he's got that beautiful wife and everything, but he's a good looking guy. You know, he's tan and he's jacked up, so whatever. I'm going with it.
0: I wouldn't say he's jacked up, I'd say he's lean. Yeah, he looks good, man. But uh yeah, so uh like every year I post the Royal rumble times for both the women and the men's just so that we prove that WWE does not do every 90 seconds.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's funny too. I love that. I love that. You're going to do
0: that. So this year I will be doing it again. I will be posting it on the, uh, KFA report podcast page. Uh, if you guys want to subscribe to that, it is on Facebook, KFA report podcast at KFA report. Um, You know, again, I want to thank you, DJ uh, Hype Train, for coming on and starting this with me again, and you know what, I'm thankful for everybody who's listened up to now, and I hope this starts up again very, very, just like it was last time. So, thank you guys, Uh, I appreciate it, I love you all, uh... Be kind, be safe, enjoy your week.